0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com podcast. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over at Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Not a great. Last, what, 24 hours or so now as we're recording this for the Lakers losing to the Pelicans and then missing out on a Kyrie Irving trade. And we'll start with the latter there. Kyrie Irving traded to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie. You've also got, well, you've got a first-round pick, some second-round picks thrown in there. Dorian Finney-Smith as well, which is a solid trade package. It's not not saying that it's not, but... The Lakers may have had a better offer, actually. Was there something else at play for why the Nets did not want to take an offer from the Lakers? And we'll get into the Nets' demands from the Lakers, plus a bunch of questions from fans. Lots to talk about on today's show. Joining me is Matt, the Optimist Peralta, Optimism Prime himself.
2: (laughs) Matt, how are you doing? i am doing pretty well trevor um unlike a lot of the internet that's still mad about the Kyrie trade i'm also not too upset about the album of the year stuff that's going on with the grammys right now i'm not sure if you're aware but the internet is is uh the internet's a blaze right now that beyonce was snubbed for album of the year um so just fyi for anyone listening out there um this is when we're recording right after that happened
1: (laughs) ah okay all righty then um yeah i'm I am not a Grammys person at, at all did not know that 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 was happening. So I I've been just mired in the, the Kyrie Irving fallout.
2: I think everyone has a basketball fan. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, so here's essentially what's, what's gone down, right? So he's going to the Dallas Mavericks Uh, word broke that. And this is something that the Lakers nation staff heard, Last night, two nights ago, if you're listening to this after we recorded it, um, that there was the, some element of this was Joe Josiah does not want to give Kyrie what he wants. Joe Josiah, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, um, not thrilled with Kyrie Irving, understandable, and does not want to give Kyrie Irving what he wants in this situation. And what Kyrie wants is to be a Laker. So that was going to be an impediment to the Lakers getting a deal done. Uh, there were also the reports that the Lakers were concerned about Kyrie's contract, and that makes sense as well. So, Kyrie Irving, if the Lakers if the Lakers were to trade for him, the Mavs, whoever trades for him, um, he could do a two year contract extension. However, he can get more money if he waits till free agency. He can do a four year, almost two hundred million dollar deal if he waits till free agency this summer. And so, the Lakers wanted Kyrie to do the two year extension if he was going to. Uh, get traded to them. And that way his contract would line up with LeBron's and then, and, and you're good. And off you go and you're not worried about making that long-term commitment to Kyrie. Kyrie doesn't want to do that. Kyrie wants a four-year deal. But the other piece to this is if you're the Lakers or whoever trades for him, if you're going to let him get the free agency, you have to trust that by July, he won't have changed his mind and decide to go somewhere else. Now, there's not very many landing spots this summer. So maybe that provides you with some uh, sort of security, I suppose. But nonetheless, you have to also go in with that kind of knowledge that it could be a risk where you give up a bunch of stuff to get Kyrie Irving. And if he changes his mind, which he's prone to do come July, you could lose him and, and be left with, with nothing. So all of that kind of went down was the context around this situation. Ultimately, Matt, we heard the Lakers, this was from Trania, the Lakers did offer Russell Westbrook and both of their first-round picks, twenty twenty-seven and twenty twenty-nine. So, Matt, let me ask you: Is that a better offer than the one the Nets accepted? And if so, is that proof that indeed the Nets were simply not going to do a deal with the Lakers?
2: Uh, I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, I don't think in that report it mentioned what protections the first had on them. I think that's kind of a key part to this, Mm -hmm. right? Like we can offer both picks in any deal, but like, let's say they're both lottery protected. You know, most teams probably don't find that very attractive. Um, The second thing, and I think this is the most important piece. And I even said this a couple of days ago, was that I was skeptical on the Kyrie Irving deal to the Lakers, just because I think Brooklyn is in the mindset that we've got Kevin Durant playing at an MVP level. We should get win now pieces and try to give it an honest run this year. Yeah. you know, we, we talk a lot about the value of those two Lakers picks unprotected, but really, those are down the line assets. What Brooklyn was looking for was players that they can help them this season. And so if I'm if I'm Brooklyn, and I've got that Dallas package sitting in front of me, like you're going to give me Spencer Dinwiddie to replace my point guard, and you're giving me a three and D guy in DFS, like, I'm probably going to say yes to that. And then Throw in the fact that the Mavs gave them, you know, three picks a first and two seconds. Like it's almost a no brainer for me. If I'm Sean Marks and the Brooklyn front yeah. office.
1: No, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think the Mavs package was probably better. Now. It, <laughs> uh, there was an early rumor that said the Lakers had Russ had one pick in. I think it's easy to say the Mavs package is better than that. The two picks. I think Dorian Finney Smith on his own might be worth one pick. Sure. Um, yeah. He's look finding a three and D wing, particularly locked up long-term on a pretty favorable contract. That's not easy. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is a guard that they're familiar with. I think there's some value there. And like you said, that's more of a win-now package. For the Lakers, what they would have to do is take Russell Westbrook, send him to a third team, mm-hmm. probably with a pick. That third team would have to be willing to send players that the Nets want. And, and so it just gets it's more complicated. And then you throw on top of that the whole situation with the Nets not wanting to give Kyrie what he wanted. Essentially, my, my sense is that if it was close, let's say the Mavs and the Lakers had similar trade packages. Sure they'd go with the Mavs just to just to kind of spite Kyrie it's not a people are i am seeing a lot of Lakers tax out there people saying oh it's a Lakers I don't think it's a Lakers thing I think it's a Kyrie thing Mm -hmm. I think it's a we don't want Kyrie to get what he wants thing
2: no I I completely agree like I I know the Laker tax thing is is a very popular thought on on the old interwebs when it comes to Lakers trades but I, I don't really think that was the case here like look like objectively speaking like Again, I have Kevin Durant. I don't think there's any plans for the Nets to move him. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. Like, there's still four days. Like, Kevin Durant can come out tomorrow morning and say, you know what? Trade me. Um, So, you know, barring that, though, if I'm the Nets, I'm going to try and compete in the playoffs. I have Kevin Durant. I've got some decent role players in Dinwiddie and DFS. Like, objectively speaking, like, going back to that, like, I just don't think the Lakers had much to compete with. I I know some fans were even willing to throw in Reeves and Christie to try and get a deal done. But... Correct me if I'm wrong, Trevor, but that report said that, and I believe it said the Lakers needed to include both of those guys just to stay in the running.
1: Yeah, that's what the Nets countered with. So the Lakers offered, and maybe their first offer was Russ and one first. The Lakers offered at some point Russ and both first. Mm -hmm. And the Nets said to be in the running. Not this is a done deal, not we're offering this to you, but to be in the running, you need to offer Russ, both picks, Pick swaps Mm -hmm. plus Max Christie plus Austin Reeves. Not one of Austin Reeves or Max, both. Yeah. Both of them. So they they said in order to be considered, you have to give us everything for Kyrie Irving. That to me, that doesn't sound like a team that wants to make a deal. You know what I mean? That that sounds like a well, we really don't want to send him to you, but if you're willing to willing to vastly overpay fine, we would do, maybe we would consider doing that.
2: Like, I I get it. Like, fans just want a third star or they want to feel like they can compete for a title. I think if you had Kyrie Irving on the Lakers, you can probably talk yourself into that. And honestly, you might be right. But I'm kind of just a proponent I don't know if this is a hot take, but I just don't want to get fleeced if I don't need to get fleeced. <laughs> like, like, look, like, I get the Nets' asking price for the Lakers is abnormally high because that's the preferred destination for Kyrie Irving, who has done that franchise dirty for the past few years now. I, I don't blame them for asking for that much, and I also no, don't no, blame. They can ask? Yeah, they can ask, but I also don't blame Rob for saying, you know what, a little too rich for my taste. Let me look elsewhere. Like, I, I think that is fine.
1: Now, but just as a quick aside. What about the Suns? I mean, the Suns offered if they Paul. want to win now. Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and and a first, yeah. And then and the Nets said, no, we need three firsts. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. I mean, like I think you can make an argument either in terms of just if we need guys to win right now. Why? Why not go? Why would you respond to Phoenix and say no? We need three first round picks, as though that's so far beneath the Mavs. That that
2: was strange. I mean, I, I'm trying to play devil's advocate from Brooklyn, right? Pro, like
1: protections this- might be important there. By the way, the the Mavs pick is unprotected. I should throw that in. Maybe the Suns pick was lottery protected. I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, my other concern is like, you know, Chris Paul is still Chris Paul on certain nights, but I don't think he's Chris Paul every night. He's a little older yeah. now. Jay Crowder hasn't played this season yet. There might be some concerns there. Um, you know, like maybe Brooklyn views DFS and Spencer Dinwiddie as, you know, pieces beyond this year. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure they're under contract for next year, I believe. that. I think that makes sense. But um, Yeah, I mean, look, Phoenix was also engaged with Brooklyn over Kevin Durant, I think, this past summer before he decided Mm -hmm. to stay put. I think that's another thing that we got to throw in there also. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Um, The Nets just seem to be acting out of spite and pettiness right now. And um, while I don't blame them, it's just I I get from a fan's perspective, especially a Lakers fan perspective, why it's so frustrating.
1: Yeah, it's well. See, and here's here's what, what's get. Well, you know what? We're going to get into the super chats because those are going to, I think, take us through most of the rest of this conversation. We're going to get into a lot of this stuff, including what does this mean for LeBron and, and mm-hmm. where does that leave the Lakers with him? Um, but nonetheless, bottom line Kyrie Irving will not be a Laker. Um, maybe it's us, Trevor. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's us. LeBron's maybe LeBron's. Joe, 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 Cy, he tuned into the Lakers Nation podcast and he said, Nope, not not doing that. I don't like those guys. I don't like that guy's optimism. I'm not. I'm not sending them. Kyrie. That's that. But what it must be.
2: Oh, Although, did you did you miss the LeBron James tweet reference?
1: Oh, the, maybe it's me. Yeah,
2: maybe it's us, Trevor. <laughs> I did.
1: It's been a long day. It's been. It a has long day. been. Yeah. Did you see how how it all went down? Do you remember in the summer? Do you remember what I was so afraid of in the summer when I was going on my vacation? Uh, news breaking right <laughs> you have to tune in all the time news, yeah right. <laughs> yes and um, so I was so afraid of that and I, so I said of course because we never get news in August I planned a vacation for you sure did. middle of August and lo and behold that's when the Patrick Beverly trade happened and you guys covered it great and everything but you know me I'm worried about stuff like that so today I took a trip to Costco <laughs> Never a short trip. Nope. No. And I and I, as I'm leaving, I'm like, something's gonna happen, isn't it? So as mm-hmm. soon as and and sure enough, Kyrie trade goes down. Of course. So that's what. Tra- so next time that we're waiting
2: for big news,
1: I need to be somewhere away from
2: here. And just go to like Target or something, man. You don't I even guess? make the whole Costco trip. Yeah. Yes. It was it was a big day. It was a big day. All right, let's get into the the super
1: chats here. Peanut Butter Badger (laughs) said, (laughs) and and yes, this is going to be some group therapy. I feel so defeated. What do you think the best action or move? What do you think is the best action or move to make now? Mm -hmm. I I think you have to continue exploring the trademark. You've got till Thursday to make another deal. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, we were saying a week ago that, hey, the Lakers made the Rui Hachimura trade. This gives them a little bit of leverage. They could say, hey, we already got a wing player. We don't have to do, it'd be nice, but we don't have to do something at the trade deadline. With all of this and how fans are feeling now, it kind of feels like they have to do something, doesn't it?
2: Oh, no, they, if if Rob does nothing. Wh- okay, Trevor, here, here's, here's a good question for you. Yeah. Um, what's worse, Rob not making a trade or Rob making a bad trade slash getting fleeced in a deal? Is it a
1: bad trade where everybody knows it's bad, like the second, like like the Zubats deal, where everybody knows it's
2: bad? The second. It's a Zubots slash, you know, dare I say Westbrook level trade. Bad.
1: That is worse, right? A right. bad trade is worse than no trade. I say that all the time. Um, right, but fans, if if Rob does nothing, Lakers fans are going to be furious. Like they're they're mad already right now. Even after the even after all the stuff has come out about the Nets just didn't want to trade with the Lakers and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, Lakers fans are, are not, not pleased. Um, I do think they need to do something. They, they I, need to continue to explore the trade market and find something, find a way to get, you know, look, it's a brutal market, adapt and overcome. You have to figure out a way.
2: Yeah, no, look, I, I'm in agreement to you. Like, I, I think the good, the bright side to this, the optimistic point of view, if you will, is that uh, the Kyrie deal happened today, which yeah. gives Lakers time till Thursday to find a deal. Um, Look, and you're right. They have to explore the trade market. Like, I don't know if how in on they are on Boyan still. Um, I would still be looking at Toronto. I think that's like probably the most likely trade destination for, or not, the likely trade partner for the Lakers, where I feel like they can still kind of compete uh, if they get the right players back in a deal. So uh, long story short, go get, go, go, go get something done, Rob. So Earl old buddy uh, Mark Medina did say on Twitter that
3: despite
1: missing out on Kyrie Irving, the Lakers are still optimistic that they can upgrade the roster before the trade deadline. Um so I mean that would suggest that there probably is another move out it's not Kyrie or bust for the Lakers but I mean what is I guess the
2: question would be what is that move but they they still have to be active Uh yeah I look upgrading the roster can mean a couple different things it can mean a very marginal move uh it could be you know potentially a bigger move who knows um I mean It's the trade deadline. Crazy stuff happens every year. But I just feel like the Lakers are kind of in a spot where they need to absolutely make a move. Otherwise, you know, you can probably call this season, call the season done. I think that's my honest opinion on it.
1: A lot of fans saying that season is over. Uh, Bri Harper said, is the Utah deal the best deal? So the Utah deal rumored to be Mike Conley, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt that's pretty good for, for I Russ. don't mind that. I don't yeah. know what, but what is that? Is that two first unprotected for those three? Oh, that's is that, gross. I mean, what? Yeah. Right. What, what is, we don't know what the other side of that. I mean, we know Russ. Okay. Hey, if it's for Russ, great. We'll throw a Rob Polica parade. If you're getting that, those three guys for just Russ, it's what else is going out is if it's both those first unprotected, which it's Danny Ainge, that's probably what he's asking for. Then you're not going to feel quite as good about that. Right.
2: No, I mean like look, I, I've been on team trade rust for multiple player bandwagon. This yeah. this fits the bill. It's just the cost is always gonna be what I, I look at, right? Two unprotected first for that package is like I think that's overpaying. Like if if you were kind of queasy unpay paying that much for Kyrie Irving, I'd imagine you're just as queasy over this. But
0: we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
1: But the the Jazz the word is that the Jazz believe each of those three players are it's individually worth, worth worth a first round pick, and it's like, come on, Jared man. Vanderbilt probably not worth it, but he's good, he's good. Malik Beasley, yeah, probably like like Beasley and Vanderbilt together, okay. But Mike Conley, look, Mike Mike Conley is just fine. I mean, I wouldn't hate him as a reserve or anything like that. He can shoot the three, he can organize an offense, great. But there's no world in which he's worth a first round pick. Come on. Utah.
2: Well, I mean, but the, they... the... <laughs> I, you, I, say... I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Are, are you sure? Because I was just going to say Mike Conley, Dennis Schroeder, Pat Bev. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a fun lineup? Oh,
1: <laughs> <That is> not... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, well, they look at what they got for Gobert. So they feel like they can get anything.
2: Now. Oh, but... no, 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 no. I had no, no, not no. thought of that no 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 no. this is we, a way we, to per- per- to perpetuate the 6-1 and under lineup you know the spider-man meme oh god where like everyone's pointing at each other yeah. this should just be like three lakers point guards and like their listed heights it'd be hilarious it needs to six, be 6 six feet 6-1 six, whatever like that that's what would happen if the lakers shape for conley and they don't get rid of you know pat bever schroeder and any deals like that's you know it's gonna happen
1: Lakers Nation listeners need to make that happen. SR37 said, I'm okay with this. Lakers didn't overpay for Kyrie. He also didn't go to the Clippers. That's been the silver lining I've heard sure. from a lot of Lakers fans. At least he's not a Clipper. My wife's aunt, I'm not, not joking, texted uh, texted her today saying, I'm just glad he's not a damn Clipper.
3: <laughs> this won't be a,
1: He said, this won't be a popular take. Lakers need more wings than guards. Anyways, this wasn't the true... Answer. Uh, I've seen a lot of people that have been saying this, this is their chance, right? Mm -hmm. This is Rob said, Rob Palenka said they would, they would not hesitate to use those picks. If it meant they could put together a championship contender, Kyrie was the path to get that. What are the Lakers doing? Why would they hold anything back in getting a team that would potentially contend for a championship? The Lakers are liars. Rob Palenka is terrible. I've seen all of these things. Um, This commenter is saying Kyrie wasn't the true answer. Is there truth to that, or is that trying to make us all feel better, or what? What are we thinking there?
2: No. So uh, this is actually a great way to, to look at it. Like at least this is how I came to terms with it yesterday. I think is that uh, I understand if the Lakers go all in for Kyrie Irving, he's a third star, his fits next to AD and LeBron is damn near perfect, if not perfect. But I'm still kind of thinking like if they had those three, you still kind of have a few holes on the roster. Um, I mean, I think it would be cool for the Lakers to bring back multiple shooters in any deal. Um, Also maybe another three and D wing size player. Like I think that would be good for the team as a whole. Like, I still kind of lean the whole two star and role players like quality role player route for a championship. Um, I think three stars can still get it done if you got the right three stars, but I-, I think for sustainable winning, I think the Lakers do need more role players on this team. I think the star power between LeBron and AD is enough for them to compete with anyone in a series. So, yeah, I, I think you're right on
1: that, and it's just it's a matter of getting the right pieces. All I will say for a team that has so frustratingly struggled to close out games, Kyrie mm-hmm. sure would have been nice for that. I I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, This one (laughs) says, can we still get buddy and miles buddy? Maybe. Yeah. Miles Turner sounds like he is off the trade block.
2: Agree. Yes. Miles and his, uh, his partner have uh, re-upped. They are together again. Uh, Buddy is still kind of in flux here. So maybe the Lakers can swoop in here.
1: You know, Ron uh, Gutterman and I were talking about this on a recent show. uh, Sometime within the last week, they're all, they're all blurring together at this point, but um. Sometime within the last week, we were talking about how if you go get Buddy, um, you are you are able to, in theory, um, have salary on the books this summer that you could then use with your three first round picks to trade.
2: No, I look, that's actually a good point. And this is why I'm always a proponent. Like, this is why I've been saying to you. Like, it's not a bad thing for the Lakers to trade for players that are on contract beyond this season. Like having, you know, 15 to 20 million dollar deals on your on your books is good. Because if you ever want to get into the discussions for a star player or another role player, uh, you can get into those because salary matching is a lot easier. So I, I'm not opposed to it. Like, look, if, if I went to Indiana and said, hey, I'll give you like Lonnie, Pat and like two seconds for Buddy Heald. Like, how, that's not terrible. Yeah, I don't know if it cost you two seconds even, but like, let's just say it did. Like, I would not feel too bad about that. No. So that may
1: be potentially another option for the Lakers. And again, Buddy Heald, you still have that kind of one that got away dynamic there as well. Uh, oh, no. Jay Joe, with, with, a, with a fantastic picture of a dog, It's a, a Bernese Mountain Dog on his, uh, I know because that's, that's what my dog is, uh, is a Bernese Mountain Dog, but he says, it's so sad, my disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined.
2: Oh, man. Until Thursday, Joe. It's okay man. What happens if the Lakers make a, a good trade between now and Thursday then your day will feel better I your hope. week will be better. We hope that happens
1: uh Tamal said will KD still be interested to stay around or LA can swing for the fences and go after KD for Russ if the Lakers couldn't get Kyrie they oh, can't man. get KD
2: well no to be fair they could swing for the fences they just it would just it would not go anywhere but they could they get out of could. the infield though. Yeah, they, could, they could try. They could try. <laughs> uh, it's it's good to have dreams. Um, Alexander
1: said, so it's the Utah deal. We can't stay like we are. Well, so far, and Jovan Buha just put out a piece uh, about this as well. Uh, it's Utah. It's Toronto. Those are potential teams. Charlotte. Those are the teams we're talking about. But the question becomes, like, when all of these teams are going to say both first, because they're all going to say that, guarantee it. If Buddy Hield and Miles Turner was not enough to warrant giving up both firsts, are any of these deals worth giving up both firsts for? Maybe what, if you can get Fred VanVleet and and Gary Trent Jr. I don't know if
2: Toronto's doing that, but if you maybe that's worth both both firsts. I I don't know that that's one where I would look at it pretty hard. Yeah, um, I would definitely do at least one unprotected pick in that case. I would be squeamish about two, but. I mean, look, the Lakers are in a really tough spot and teams that are acting out in desperation will give up a lot more than they probably need to see the Dallas Mavericks today.
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: the Mavs were desperate to try to get a, a second player to play with with Luca. Um, and, you know, the craziest part, too, Trevor, is that I think there's some rumblings that they accept it's a rental. Well, and here's the reason Keith Smith went over this uh, on our, our live stream, Um
1: Essentially, the Mavs, if Kyrie walks, they'll have cleared a lot of cap space. Right. Which is, I guess, like... It's the silver lining. It's not as, like, you would rather have Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie and your first and your seconds than just that cap space. But they have enough cap space where they can suddenly have some interesting options going that direction. Whereas, like, if the Lakers were to get Kyrie and go, oh, well, he's just a rental, and you give up both firsts, and uh, let's say you give up hurts. Austin or something and then he walks away, you're just like Yeah, you're you're done, right? You, you right. don't have anything left to do. So Esham said, are Lakers fans upset? If I was Godzilla, I would be headed for Crypto Arena and looking for Palenka's office.
2: I don't think you'll find it at Crypto. So no, his office is not at Crypto.com Arena, but I'm not saying possibly. we know, but it's it's definitely not there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let me. It is if the trade deadline comes and goes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the Lakers do nothing, or the Lakers do something that is not to LeBron's liking and not to the fans'
2: liking. Does Rob Palenka survive this? Oh, what a loaded question! Right? Um, can you imagine Genie paying a dude four extra years and then firing him?
1: I yes, I can. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I I can imagine that happening. I, I mean, like. LeBron's not happy right now, right? Uh, maybe we have it's the, me. The, yeah, the maybe, maybe it's, it's me tweet. Me. Look, LeBron knows what time of year it is. Mm-hmm. He knows how all of his cryptic words are going to be taken.
2: Or emojis. He made
1: it about as clear as LeBron makes things that he wanted Kyrie. He can't be thrilled. And I would have to imagine that probably, probably, we can't say for sure, but I would have to imagine that part of LeBron signing that extension way back in August there was probably a bit in their, in their conversation about, we will use these picks and go get somebody, mm-hmm. right? We we will improve this roster. And so I would imagine that frustration, it's probably growing, especially he's got to be frustrated losing all these close games and thinking, oh my gosh, you know, if we had one more player, we're winning this game, right? Um, he's got to be feeling that. So this, this could get interesting if the Lakers fall flat at the trade deadline here, what happens next?
2: Get- uh, by interesting, you mean pandemonium, right? Yes. Um, no, look, I'm I'm in total agreement. Like, I can you imagine fumbling another season of LeBron when he's playing this well? Like, I I can't imagine any general manager survives that, no matter how good of a job they do. So, oh boy, yeah, that would make for a uh,
1: busy summer. That's sure, sure would. Oh well, here you go. Manu, username is Manu, Manu Ginobili's bald spot says Rob Palenka is a war criminal. I don't have a question. <laughs> just, just wanted to put that statement out there. Look, I. That's why. So we talk about reading between the lines all the time over on the front office show. Mm-hmm. Um, the leaks that are out there. Yeah. So John Hollinger put out there that leaking trade negotiations is a great way to make sure that that team will never trade with you again. Yep. Sud- the Kyrie trade goes down. Suddenly we know exactly what the sun's offer was. We know exactly what the Lakers offer was. We know yeah. why the Nets were saying no to the Lakers. We know all of this stuff. Where is all of this coming from?
2: <laughs> Man, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. Um I took it as Lakers damage control in the wake of not of missing out on Kyrie not once, but right. twice now in the past year. It, um, wouldn't
1: that make sense
2: like and again I can't say
1: for sure like there, there's motives for other sides too mm-hmm. right to to put some of this stuff out there I don't think the Nets want out there like hey I don't think the Nets want people saying oh you should have taken that Phoenix offer right or oh you should have taken unprotected first from the Lakers or, or whatever I don't think you want that necessarily um, the Nets certainly don't want out there that they wouldn't do a trade with the Lakers because they wanted to spite Kyrie that's not information that they want out there um that's not going to help their standing with future stars and things like that so is this could this have been damage control could this have been the lakers like see look lebron we we tried look we tried and they just didn't want to trade with us see we we offered everything we we tried to give up every, they were unreasonable see
2: i look i mean it could be um man and the nba in basketball is a nasty business sometimes trevor yep. so it, it would not surprise me if rob rob did offer all those things and was still flatly rejected like i you know if i was him and the public perception of me so far has been quite negative and that i'm not doing my job correctly of course i'm gonna say look i tried to do my job tried. yep couldn't get it done sorry like what else was i supposed to do
1: and and I, again that is us very much speculating. I can't say with any certainty that that's where the information is coming from, or, or anything like that. It's just, you know, something that you think about. Uh, Lil Dex said, "Rob and Miss and Mrs. Bus only care for ticket sales." I would have <laughs> to imagine a team with Kyrie and LeBron and AD would sell a lot of tickets.
2: Uh, yeah, right. If the money, if the motivation was money, they would have sent everything that the Nets would have asked for and more. I <laughs> trust me. I, I get it. Um, no, I, I really do think though. And I think this should be the takeaway. I don't think the Nets were really ever going to do a deal with the Lakers. Yeah. Um, I right? know that like, sucks it, like, to hear, what if, but
1: what if the Lakers said, yes, Max Christie, Austin, like the Nets still could
2: have said, well, eh. thanks, but no, we still like Dallas's package. Uh we might even like Phoenix's package more. Who knows? Um, yeah, like look, the Lakers could have offered everything. Like, they do not have a lot of assets to work with that are attractive for teams. Like, let's let's just be real. Like, that has been the case this entire year. And that's just the hand that they have to deal with. And that's unfortunate. And I think the specific situation of the Nets
1: with you have to you have to try to if you bring Kevin Durant, hey, we got two first round picks and Russ that's going to be swiftly followed up by trade me, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right? Like that's, that's what's going, what's going to happen. So with the specific situation of the nets, they can't, they need win now pieces. If the nets didn't have Kevin Durant and it's whatever's left of of Ben Simmons and that's it. Okay. They can make an argument. Now, again, their draft pick situation says they're not going to try to tear it down because they owe future picks to Houston and all that. But if we were to settle that aside And the Nets were in a position where a rebuild was palatable, was something they could do. Then the Lakers offer might make more sense. hey, we get two picks if we can get them to make them unprotected, throw in some seconds or something. Then that becomes more attractive compared to, hey, we're getting Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie when our trajectory is we want to win four years from now. But that's not the situation the Nets are in. So I think that was a big factor here.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, look, I, if I'm the Nets, I'm I'm doing the same exact thing. Like, I, I want I want basically the package that they got is win now, guys. Like, not necessarily stars, but role players that complement my star, and you know, a couple draft picks. Like, I think that's about as well as you can do in that situation.
3: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on the old man. And the three make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to the old man and the three ad free on one plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And you and I got to hang out with uh, Dorian Finney Smith in Vegas this past summer. We sure did. I'd I'd like, I'd like to, to have him on my team. He's a good guy.
2: Uh yes, uh, apparently Kevin Durant is a fan of De- Dorian Finney Smith. We are fans of him too, so I hope he does well in Brooklyn. That's right. Uh, Jerry said trade. Oh no,
1: he <laughs> said tr- said trade for Simmons. Defends slash plays all five
2: positions. What did you think of uh Tim Bontem saying trade Kyrie and oh. Ben Simmons to the Lakers? That was so bad. And oh, his whole man. premise was the Lakers are
1: desperate, and he implied dumb enough to do it. I don't. I mean, I saw a lot of Lakers fans were not happy with that, and understandably so. Um, he could be pretty negative about the Lakers and draw the ire of of
2: Lakers fans. But my goodness, I mean, who whose contracts worse? Russ on an expiring this year, or Ben Simmons, or whatever. Oh, he's ben,
1: left? i I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. Ben Ben Simmons is is this the worst contract in the NBA? I think it might be.
2: I think it might be too. I, I mean, like, look, I I have to look, but off the top of my head, like, if you ask me worst contracts, those two are definitely up there, and I think Ben Simmons takes the edge because at least Russ comes off my books this off season.
1: Yeah, I think if you are if you're if you're telling me trade for Ben Simmons because he defends and plays all five positions, how yeah, often will he do that? that? That's Ben Simmons
2: from what what was it three years ago?
1: Yeah, that's not the Ben Simmons we've seen this year.
2: Um, and look, he he's still out. He's missing games now. Like, that is concerning. Like, not to get into a tangent, but through all Russ's foibles, at least he's available.
1: So, when we look at contracts, Russ is expiring. Mm -hmm. So, like, if the Miami Heat called up the Lakers and said, Kyle Lowry for Russell Westbrook, and I know the math doesn't work, I'm keeping Russ. Kyle Lowry is owed $30 million next year.
2: Yeah, we're not looking at these guys as basketball players, which we probably should. But, like, in reality, like, you're looking at them from the contract point of view. And, like, Kyle Lowry is also not pretty.
1: No, and i'm saying i don't think you can move that contract next year i think he, he's not going to be as good of a player next year so when i'm looking people look at, at russell westbrook and just say oh my gosh get him off the roster this is the worst contract look I, nobody wants to pay him 47 million dollars but he is as an expiring deal he is not the worst contract in the nba
2: especially because the lakers have paid for more than half of that deal this year so did,
1: there's not much left on it yeah um relatively Andy Savage, two unprotected firsts, and Russ for Levine.
2: That's a hard pass for me.
1: I think that would be a quick accept for the Lakers.
2: Oh, you think they would accept it? I think that's would. a hard pass for me, and I like, I, but I, I oh yeah, and I I
1: understand. Like, I would, I would be nervous as hell. But I'm saying, if that lands on Rob Polinka's desk, you think he's turning that down?
2: I think he would do it. I am not as thrilled about it Zach Zach's extension kicks in I think this season doesn't it uh yeah let me pull up his contract I say it lands on his desk like we're
1: back in like 1975 it lands kind of on his,
2: his his inbox or his text his iMessage right address. yeah he's yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um, the fax machine is, is currently uh, working machine. as we're going
1: <laughs> the fax comes in with the contract details. That's like, like Jordan Faxton. I'm back. Um, Zach Levine makes $37 million this year. $40 million the year after that. The year after that, he's at $43 million. 2025, 2026, just so everybody sees where we're at, $46 million, And then has not a team option, a player option for $49 million in Tell the 2026-2027 season.
2: I am not a... Um a fortune teller, or I can't see into the future, but I imagine he picks that up.
1: <laughs> uh, Bradley Beal or Zach
2: Levine. God. I will say. I mean, Zach, Zach's like rounding into like form. same situation. Yeah. Zach's rounding into form. I just think Beal gets hurt every single year. I, I probably mean Zach, cause I think he's a little younger is. He's, not uh, exactly a, a, he's not exactly a he's not exactly a great example
1: of health though
2: yeah exactly selfishly like lebron lobs to this is zach i think would be more fun so i i guess i'll okay. lean zach but the deals are, are, are gross mm-hmm.
1: jay delgado it sucks but i'm more worried about palenka not trading for a, a solid shooter in two years so he's saying it sucks that the lakers didn't trade for kyrie but i'm more worried that here we are we've gone on two seasons now saying the lakers don't have well, they don't have shooting and they don't have enough wings. The roster's not ba- not properly balanced and all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a problem. And I think they've got to try to fix it ideally by Thursday. I don't know if they're going to be able to, but yeah.
2: I mean, what's, what's the deal you're happy with at this point? If
1: you, uh, so I would, if you, that Buddy Heald deal that you were talking about, if sure. you could get that and, and you don't give up first or something of that caliber where you don't give up first, it doesn't have to be buddy healed if it's, you know, I don't know, Alec Burks or something like that. I and mean, maybe maybe that's mm. even a lower level deal, but um, if you can get I think you'd have to give up a first for Gary Trent Jr. But bottom line, if you could add a competent shooter to this roster. That ideally has some salary on the books for next year that you could use a salary balanced in a trade potentially over the summer or something like that. And then you have three first round picks to potentially attach to a salary in the summer. I'd be okay with that. Like it wouldn't, it's not like we'd be celebrating, but I could see the thought process behind that. And I could see at least, okay, this makes sense. And there's a plan here in place. And you kind of give yourself, at least a puncher's chance this year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that would be my thought in terms of the bare minimum,
2: what I'd be okay with. So that just sounds like we're going to get Cam Reddish and call it a day. Got it. <laughs> I would not count that. I'm telling you, that I would I, not. I, my would expectations not are so low. It is almost hard to disappoint me at this point. Wow. Okay. We're gonna have to change your nickname. We might. I mean, <laughs> I it is it has been a struggle. No, hey, to be fair though, I I did really well on the playback game that it did against the Pacers. You, I, you I are
1: you are a popular request to come back on.
2: Well, the whole time the chat was freaking out at halftime. Sorry, this is a tangent, guys. Um, but halftime, everyone was freaking out. The Lakers were down by like I forgot like thirteen or fifteen points. I forgot, yeah. and I'm like, just wait, guys. Like the Lakers are a third quarter team now.
1: Lo and behold. <laughs> meanwhile you're just praying (laughs) please come true Uh, take five with Ty said and this is what I saw a lot of is it safe to say the season is over I wasn't Mm. a big fan of the Kyrie trade but with the trade deadline looming it's hard to see a silver lining I wouldn't say it's over like a lot of people said oh if you didn't get Kyrie that's it season's over right no like if you if you can land if, if you get even just one piece that could help you close out games that could make all the difference
2: no you know what i think that sentiment's so weird that it was kyrie or Bus because you know before kyrie was even an option like on what friday when that came out yeah um it was a couple pe- of days people were like yo if the lakers do this trade like they should be back in it or if the lakers do this trade they'll be fine but now that kyrie suddenly off the market like he's with the mavericks now like now the Lakers' season's over like it wasn't even an option for people like a week ago it's just the the, the gloom and doom the disappointment from it yeah so i, I would say this and here's the, here i'm gonna earn my nickname back um look the Kyrie deal did not work out for the Lakers. They do not have him, which sucks for I think most people who wanted him on the Lakers. But the Lakers have time to find other deals. Um, the deals that we were talking about prior to the Kyrie news are still on the table. And if the Lakers decide to p- pursue any of those options and it works out, I think the team will be okay. Um, I mean, really though, the question's timing because like the Lakers only have 28 games left. This is this is the, and then we were saying this all
1: along, like. The problem is teams want to wait until the trade deadline to make a move Mm -hmm. and the Lakers don't have time. Like they've got like because of that two and ten start, they had to start making up ground quick. So now they're really up against that Pelicans loss really hurt.
2: Well, I mean, like, sorry, not to get on another tangent, but like what do the Lakers need to finish to make the playoffs? You think at least I think like I think it has to be like something close to like, I don't know, like 17, 11 or 18 and 10.
1: I mean, they, they, they've got to, we can't, they can't do any more of this. Win one, lose one. Win no. two, lose two. They need but to that, win like that won't five or six. Yeah, you yeah. have to run off five or six wins at a time or something. And then, you know, go and go that route. Uh, Patrick Wilson said, they said they would pull the trigger if it put them over the top. Kyrie with Braun and AD was the trade. They lied. Rob is robbing us.
2: How that, how we not come up with that yet. Rob is robbing us. huh? Robbing. I mean, I don't know. I, Do you
1: feel that way? I understand the frustration, right? Yeah. Because they said they would pull the trigger if that deal was there. That deal's there, but again, and I suppose some people would say yes. But ba- so I put it out there on on Twitter. Apparently, you put it out there first. And I just I sure see. did. <laughs> I put a poll out on Twitter. I said, "Should the Lakers have offered the Nets what they were wanting?" Right, and if we don't know that the Nets would have done, they might have said, "Cool, thanks for offering that. That gets you in the mix. We'll get back to you later." Right, but both picks, pick swaps, Reeves and Christie for Kyrie, seventy-seven percent on my Twitter poll right now with fifteen thousand votes have said no, don't do that. Twenty-three mm-hmm. percent said yes. Um, what percentage of that twenty-three percent who said yes do you think are LeBron only fans?
2: Oh. <laughs> good question i feel right? like it's like 22 and, and
1: and right and there's nothing wrong
2: with that i'm not saying there's no, anything wrong with that i'm just saying yeah. that
1: could that can also skew things a little bit further if you're a lebron only fan then the picks the pick swaps your those don't matter those are just just erase them the, the trade would be reeves and christie for Kyrie because those picks are meaningless for because lebron's probably not going to be a laker when 2029 comes around um so that can skew the poll too. So I'm saying the vast majority of fans, Lakers fans, are saying, "No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that."
2: Wait, would so you have done the, it? No. Yeah, I no, think I, I said no too. I voted yeah. on your poll since you know you oh, posted you? it. Yeah, I did. I. I mm-hmm. Well, thank you. What? <laughs> I
1: I would not have have done that. That's again, it's too much. And I think that I really think the Nets probably would have said, "Cool, thanks for the offer," um, but. We're still going to look elsewhere, or they would have used that as leverage. I agree, hundred. You know, they would have used, they would have gone back to Dallas and said, "Hey, Lakers are giving us two young players, plus these picks and all that kind of stuff. So give us, uh
2: give us Hardy, right?" I, or I Josh think Josh Green or whatever. I think Lakers fans are more justified being upset if, if there was news that came out that Rob did offer all of those things, yes. and that the Nets were going to say yes had they actually offered all those things. But because we have no confirmation that the net said, okay, you have, you're giving the all these things.'ll we'll, we'll take it. Like I, I think without that piece, it, it's hard to be mad.
1: Showtime DJ, do you think Rob can get out of this after screwing up a potential blockbuster? can he make a move to still salvage the season? Do you want my honest answer? Oh by Thursday, wait what is it? I, I think it's no. <laughs> no. He can't get out of it. he can't. yeah, I mean, I don't like I don't think there's a blockbuster trade. That's just if the if the bar is he needs another blockbuster to fix this, then it's probably not happening.
2: Oh, my gosh, man. Just compounding one mistake after another would be brutal for this franchise. Um, Yeah, I I think I'm with you. I'd rather him just not make a big trade if it's going to set the Lakers back again. I just my heart can't go through it.
1: Bamba mentality jazz deals not good enough. I have a plan to get Siakam OG. He said, "Let me call the show." Well, the call-in show I'm going to have actually tomorrow. Which most of you listening to the podcast version will be listening to it on Monday. It'll be Monday night. We'll do the call-in show over on Amp. You guys can find me on there, uh, Trevor Lane, and uh, and you can call in that way. But the Jazz deal is not good enough. It depends on what you're giving up. Mm-hmm. The Jazz deal depends what's on what your, you're giving up.
2: What's your plan to get Siakam or OG? Because I think you got to open a third team. I'm yeah, curious now. Yeah.
1: I don't think you're getting either, like, you'd have to give a, would you get, okay, if you could get OG, you're giving mm-hmm. up both first.
2: Unprotected, easily.
1: Unprotected. You're yeah. you're doing that. And that maybe gets him. Siakam is probably even more.
2: Oh, Siakam's definitely worth more. Yeah. yeah. So
1: you're, I mean, you're trading everything, you know, Christy, Reeves, Ooh. all of that. And even then, I don't know that
2: that. Are, are you excited so. to pay Siakam his supermax though?
1: Not super. Not super yeah. excited. Not super excited to pay the the Supermax there.
2: Yeah, see, I, but you know Toronto, they're gonna ask for a bunch. Siakam is having a oh, good yeah. year despite Toronto being bad, so everybody's gonna ask for a lot from the. League. I do, I do wonder how many teams around
1: the league right now are seeing like, oh, the Lakers are serious going after Kyrie. Hey, Rob, um, we'll take that deal for these two role players.
2: I, you know, that is the asking price That's for anyone. Going, hey, you've
1: got these picks to burn, so give them to us. Uh, this one says, no, Kyrie is fine. I swear, these idiots better make a deal before the deadline. The hell's the matter with them? Well, they did make a deal. They got Rui Hachimura.
2: I'm telling you, guys, like, the quality of the deal is more important than just making a deal, right? Like, I watch. Lakers are going to trade for, like, Cam Reddish and Mo Bamba, and the front office will be like, look, see? Upgrades. Look, no tra- I always say no trade is
1: better than a bad trade. Mm-hmm. That said, they... The, the front office needs to figure out a way to get something done here as well. Um, I don't think they can just make no trade, but...
2: You, the optics you can are make, bad you either way sports. i feel like
1: it's bad either way
2: yeah you have yeah. to
1: that's that's a lot you have to find a trade and it has to be a really good trade for you
2: i'm telling you i think the only one in my gut tells me that the only thing that lakers fans would be okay with is some sort of deal with toronto where they look at it and go okay i think we might have overpaid but it's still a good deal yeah every other deal i feel is like kind of underwhelming
1: jay jackson for a top five valuable franchise this seems like a big missed opportunity also seems like a punt on the rest of LeBron in L.A. None of the other rumored moves move the needle like Kyrie. I, I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't right? think so. Like then Kyrie has, of all the deals that we've talked about, getting Kyrie has the highest ceiling.
2: Also somehow the lowest floor. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: it could be, Because it could be you have Kyrie or it could be you have nothing. Because he yep. could, he could walk. He could decide. July could come come along, and he could go. You know what? I want to go to Orlando.
2: <laughs> they I do mean, need a point like, guard. You, you, you don't know. Yeah.
1: Right. So it could be nothing. You could have Kyrie, or you could have nothing. But, but the ceiling is that So I would agree with that. Top five valuable franchise. I don't. I don't think this was a dollars problem, though.
2: No, this was a Nets problem.
1: Yeah. Camzy said, why would the Jazz want to trade their depth, especially since they seem to still want to compete for a play-in spot? They don't. They're there, and so they're like, well, might as well. Just like last year, right? The Spurs, they were not trying to make the playoffs. Just the Lakers refused to win games. And so the Spurs went, all right, well, if you're just going to give this to us, then sure, I guess we'll play in the play-in tournament. But they weren't trying to do that. Just like the Jazz, they're not... They're not worried about whether they're in the play in or not. No, what the Jazz are doing right now is they're sitting there looking at the market and going, Yep, seller's market. This is fantastic. Uh, let's see who we can fleece here at the deadline because nobody's given up much in terms of, of players. And there's a lot of teams that want players. Let's see if we can swing off, swing another great deal. That's what Utah is doing right now.
2: I guarantee you like they're going to trade off whoever they want on that team minus marketing if they can get a good deal out of it. They're they're worried about the next 5 years.
1: Yep. They don't care if they make if, it's already look they're playing with house money. It's already, we thought this was going to be like a 15 win team or something, right? 20 win team. And they so they're already the season has already been way more fun for Jazz fans
2: than anybody would have ever guessed. So they don't they don't have to do anything here. No, man. They got a they got a young all-star. They got a good head coach. They got a fun team. Like <laughs> that's all they need. Yep. Bernie just came for the group therapy session.
1: Well, Bernie was in the right place because that's the way this ends up sometimes. Uh, Christian, is Tim Harrison calling the shots for Rob and Genie?
2: Oh, <laughs> oh man, we got we gotta we're reaching. Yeah. Uh, Jim
1: said I'd still do Russ, Beverly, Jones, two unprotected first for Turner, Heald, and Duarte. Pacers won't. They're not going. I move. don't think
2: the Pacers would do that. Yeah, they will not.
1: Wicked Bronco. Anyway, L.A. goes after KD if he wants out. Every team, twenty nine teams, will go after Kevin Durant. If he I wants will out. go after Kevin Durant. Yes. Yeah, but, it, but it's not going to happen. Also, seems Rob let Kyrie go because of the contract, which is BS. You have to. Uh, you have a shot to win a title and blew it. Again, this this was before the news had come out that. You know, that Joe didn't want to send Kyrie where he wanted to go, that the Lakers had offered both picks and the Nets demanded, no, you will give us everything. And, you know, uh, and all of that happened. So I understand that this was at this point. That was all we had heard was that the Lakers weren't thrilled with Kyrie wanting a four year deal and to do it in free agency instead of extending on a two year deal. Yep. So I understand the frustration if that was all we knew, but obviously things have changed a bit since then. And I still understand the frustration. Uh Alan says the Utah deal was always
2: the better deal for LA. That just screams like ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend energy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I think you're not necessarily wrong. Just
1: no, we and we, we've been talking about this for a while. Like I keep going back to my preferred roster build, right? If we zoom way back, my preferred roster build is the two-star model and depth in today's NBA compared to the three-star model. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, who those three stars are matters a ton. What kind of depth you have matters a ton. Like, there's so many different, you know, the context of all of that matters. So, yeah, I mean, if you can get three, if you can turn Russell Westbrook into three really good rotation players, great. Um, Nonetheless, it's still going to feel bad to be that close to landing Kyrie and, and not get him. That's just the
2: way it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, Lakers fans were probably still stewing over the summer. And then now this happens. And then now 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 it's really not a possibility anymore. Um, well you actually, you know, I should sh- no, I shouldn't say that though, because I'm sure people will ask about Kyrie and free agency this summer. Um yeah, so let's talk about that real quick before we get to this next question here. So the
1: Lakers will have, depending on what they do with Rui Hachimura, which right, yep. I would assuming they're gonna keep him, but in theory, they could still have thirty-ish, thirty-four-ish, somewhere in there, billion dollars in cap space. Um, if they were to just say, nope, sorry, Rui, it didn't work out or, or whatever. In theory, the Lakers could say, hey, Kyrie, you want to take a pay cut and come play for us for $30 million, or or whatever? You could do that. Um, you'd be building your team around LeBron, AD, Kyrie. You could Probably keep Austin's cap hold on the books, maybe. Um, and then you get to keep him. Max Christie, whatever you do with your draft pick this year. Yep. Um, and that And that's your team. But I would say that's very unlikely to, to happen. I agree. So, they, but they could, in theory. Uh, Tamal said, The Lakers' front office deserves a full-blown implosion with both Braun and AD demanding a trade this offseason. And since they are so obsessed with draft picks, they might actually be very happy trading these two for a boatload of picks. I don't think they're obsessed with the picks. No. People take it as though they're so scared of moving the pick. I think they're they're afraid of messing up again.
2: Yeah, I think it's really just the quality of deal they're getting back. Yeah. Um, can you imagine if LeBron and AD demanded trades this offseason? Though that would be insane. We I might not get sleep. we might not get sleep. We we might be on that path. I don't don't I didn't want to say it until after the season. Yeah, but. I I just would not be surprised
1: if the Lakers do nothing at the trade deadline. There could be some very uncomfortable conversations happening this summer. And that's not that's not me. That's not me saying you know. So people are talking about this or sources or anything. Just looking at the situation, it's easy to to see where that could
2: become possible. We we should save that for after the season, depending on where we end up.
1: Yes. Yeah, it definitely depends on where, But if they do nothing at the trade deadline, and you don't even make the play-in, things could get very interesting in that regard. Sure. God, let's let's not go down that timeline, please. I don't. It's nasty. DJ Belvedere, like a butler. DJ. <laughs> Do you? you, Oh
2: God! You don't know. Do you know Mr. Belvedere? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm gonna. Sorry, Trevor. I gotta make you feel old. Okay. Sorry.
1: There's an old, old TV show about a butler guy named Mr. Belvedere. Anyway, that's where that was coming from. So when I, we're on a tangent. He says, point blank, where do we go from here? Utah deal? Yeah, I think from here you just you keep going. You do what you can, and you see what if you can find another deal. And Rob Blake. I'd imagine Rob is not sleeping a lot right now. Neither are fans. Yeah, me either. I'm right there with him. Uh, Christian Trevor, is it time to give Joey and Jesse Bus a bigger role in the front office?
2: I have been a proponent of this for a while too. Yeah, I mean they're pretty pretty sharp.
1: Um, scouting department's been the the main piece of the Lakers front office that's been really working and consistently. And by I mean working, I mean like finding success. Um. Yeah, like I, I think that's going to come just naturally because the cream rises. Um, and they, I mean, they, the results speak for themselves. Look at all the players they've found over the years. Mm-hmm. That, that, that shouldn't go unnoticed. Uh, this one says Nets took a 2029 Mavs pick. They didn't want us. Well, the Nets, they could have taken a 2027 Mavs pick. But they looked at Lucas contract. Yep. That's the smart thing to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're thinking, you know what? Kyrie tends to blow things up. There tends to be chaos.
2: I'm I know some people are rooting for it already, and I'm uh really? <laughs> kind of yeah. right there with them. See how that plays out. Yeah, we'll see what
1: happens there. Uh it's official we have the oh, in all caps, so we know they're serious here. It's official we have the worst coach and front office in basketball.
2: Mm. Are they? I I would have to sit through that, but I'm trying to think like who's a. Sorry, this sounds mean. I'm trying to think like who's the worst for an office. <laughs> but worse? I'm like, yeah, like I mean, you, you'd be hard pressed to find many options
1: over the last two years.
2: Uh, I think. It would be hard to argue against that over the last I am, Yeah, like, look, uh, every team's objective is different. The Lakers has been title or bust. They are failing in that regard. So, There have been other teams that have made plenty of mistakes, too. Exactly.
1: The the Wolves just traded a ton
2: and got Rudy Gobert. Yeah, but they're, like, in the play-in tournament race right now, and the Lakers aren't, so... That's without Towns. Yep. Oh no,
1: super dope hip hop hitting us with this. If only the Lakers had KCP Kuz Caruso DeMar DeRozan salaries. Yeah, people value. So that's the other piece, right? Like if they had even even going back further, if you had just never done anything, Mm -hmm. if you just hadn't done the Russell Westbrook trade, if right now you're offering the Nets Kyle Kuzma and KCP. You
2: probably have Kyrie Irving on your team. You have Kyrie Irving right now, right? <laughs> I mean, it's almost similar to what I mean. I, you could, I mean, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say who's is better than DFS this season, right? DFS makes 12, Kuz makes 13. That makes sense. KCP, even Denwitty is your guards, like, yeah, and similar I, I, salaries there. Yep,
1: <laughs> yep, actually, Denwitty makes more, but and but in any event, yeah, right? Uh, Jimmy. I feel like we dodged a bullet okay have some optimism here We wanted him but we also didn't but I'm also happy the Suns and Clippers didn't get him so Pacific Division teams didn't get him uh, he was not right for us and we could be a lot healthier overall
2: No oh, well, thanks Jimmy for doing my job for me hashtag optimist mm-hmm I, I mean how do you feel about it like do you feel like because I, I I have been wrestling the whole weekend about do I really want Kyrie Irving on the Lakers like the whole the whole weekend.
1: You know there was going to be. You know when, when you get Kyrie, there's going to be drama at some point. I also think you, one of the things that that I don't maybe this shouldn't bother me, and it's not something this isn't against Kyrie because he has every right to if he feels like he's worth four years and two hundred million, then go find a team that's going to pay you four years and two hundred million. Get your work right. Absolutely, yeah. Nothing nothing wrong with that. Um, but it does feel like that was Kyrie's prime objective, right? Come hell or high water. It was get whatever team will give him that contract. That's the team he wants to be on.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And from a Lakers perspective, like you want to feel like being a Laker means something, right? Like the, the, yes, it was, I need to get paid, but, I really want to be on this team because I think this team is something special, because the history of the franchise matters, because I think I can win with LeBron and AD. And I'm not saying that he didn't think all of those things. Just the general feeling was, hey, the Nets are going to give me this contract, right? They're going to give me this extension, so I would love to stay with the Nets. Oh, they won't? Okay, I want out. I need a trade. What other teams will give me this contract? Oh, Lakers, you want to do a two-year deal? No, I need a four-year deal. I need this contract. That that part is just... And again, I'm not saying it's the reason that you
2: don't go get him. It just was always a little a little uneasy for me. No, my whole thing was that I, I felt like... And, and I think I even said it on Friday. I forget. But if, if the Lakers were going to trade for Kyrie, you knew they were going to give him that contract no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just no way around it. Um, and it's hard for me to imagine what team would give him what he's asking for. I mean... Are the Mavs going to? I, I, even though I know they traded them, they trade for him and gave up a lot, I, I still don't think they do it. Hmm. I don't think his final number is for 200. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit less.
3: We'll see. We'll see.
1: Um, Jonathan, I feel bad for you guys having to wade through the emotional distress of some Lakers fans. Well, that, that's the job, right? Um, Kyrie wasn't the end-all be-all the nets like the mavs offer better there's other deals to be made that's where i ended up yep yeah i like the optimism there i'll tell you what as far as wading through the emotional distress and all of that
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to
0: your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The
1: fact that fans are feeling some kind of emotion, that tells you how invested they are. Right? Like That, that tells you that you've got great fans because they care about the team. The worst thing, it's, it's like in wrestling, right? It's like when our buddy Chris the Masterpiece Master, Scorpio Sky, any, any of them, when they burst through that curtain, they burst onto that stage, the worst thing that can happen is the crowd doesn't do anything, right? If they, if they boo, that's great. If they cheer, that's great. There's a reaction that tells you they're invested. It's the same thing with this. It's the same thing with, with sports. We want people to be invested in the team and in, in, in the sport and, and all of that. And so the fact that there is this emotional, even if it's a negative emotion, that t- still tells you that they care. They care about the team and, and all of this. So I don't I don't get upset with having to deal with emotional distress or anything. Again, it just shows you how passionate fans are.
2: I will say that this is a lot more fun and entertaining than it was trying to do this last year when I think everyone checked out around the same time.
1: Was the Lakers record this time last year better?
2: I think it was slightly better. It was. If by not like a game or two or something, but it was still but bad. I think
1: if this year's Lakers team played last year's Lakers team, this team would would. Oh, boat race, boat yeah.
2: race, yeah, absolutely. Which is the front?
1: Yep. Established said with the Raptors trade, I think that'll set up the set the Lakers up more for the future. Fred is only twenty eight. Gary Trent's twenty four. Plus our growing core. What do you think?
2: I'm yeah. I'm I'm with it. Part of the upside of a of a Raptors trade, right? Get players that are in their twenties. Off you go. I mean, like, look, I'm like, I'm not operating as a cap space team this off season. At least I don't think so. If I'm the Lakers, I might as well yeah. turn Russ into players I know I can retain past next season. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Vinny, not
1: playing Russ. Uh, this is this is from the post game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, not playing Russ in the fourth was to save us from injury, as we are in works for a trade. Why not play Rui or Max? Ham is not smart, truth be told. <laughs> we'll finish up this this show with this one. So, it's a good one. So, you don't play Russ in the fourth quarter, and there were a bunch of like the Russ stands were out in full force taking victory laps that the Lakers had lost because they've been very mad that Russ was in trade rumors and, and all of that. Um, and I'm not saying that's what, what Vinny is saying here, but what did you think about Darvin Ham down the stretch of that game? and... Should he have put Russ back in?
2: No, I mean like he. I think he played like less than a minute in the fourth quarter, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, I forgot what happened. I mean, it's been a couple of days now since the game, but um, I, I didn't mind him pulling out Russ. I mean, I look. It was disgusting how much space he had. Like Pelicans, like I know, I know, team, every team does this now. Like they, ignore, they completely ignore Russ if he's beyond the free throw line. It was just jarring because it was in the middle of their comeback, right? So I don't think – I think Darvin was right to take him out. The frustrating part was still sticking to three-guard lineups or two-guard lineups when they were getting killed by Brandon Ingram.
1: By wings, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, look, I, that was egregious. Like, I can't even sugarcoat it. Like, it, it was understandable previously when the Lakers didn't have options, but at least you've got, like, a taller guy in rear right now where he's like, hey, let's just throw him out there for a couple possessions, see how he holds up. If it doesn't work out, we'll sub him out. Like, that's like the worst case scenario, right? But like, to not even try it is is malpractice.
1: Rui is six eight with a seven two wingspan. Now You're I get tell- In- Ingram is faster, right? Ingram is faster. But if there's anybody not named LeBron or AD on your team that has a chance to bother Brandon Ingram on a pull up jumper, which
2: is what he's killing you with, it's Rui Hachimura. Well, the annoying part too was that he didn't even attempt to switch LeBron or AD onto BI. Yeah, that too. Why
1: why did like why if Anthony Davis is a defensive player of the year caliber guy, why would why would he not get a look there? Particularly once Valentine, like the problem they were having was that anytime, was the other thing. Valentino's anytime A D got sucked out of the paint. To, to come over onto somebody balance units. Just, it, it didn't matter. Just put the ball up on the, on the rim and balance units. will go get it. Mm-hmm. And, and he'll finish it. He was out of the game in the fourth. He got hurt.
2: Yeah. Pelicans were small. Why not take advantage of that. I again, coaching malpractice. Like, look, I, I haven't said too much about Darvin Ham just because I think everyone's kind of killing him recently. And, you know, sometimes deservedly. So, but uh, for me, it's like, he, he is very clearly a rookie head coach, in my opinion. I think he goes into games with certain game plans. I think the scheme's fine. I think you know when when the when the play script or the game script is going well, he like he. I think it's because he planned well for it. But it's just I think in game adjustments is a serious weakness of his, and especially in crunch time, I, it, it's hard. I don't think it is a coincidence that the Lakers struggle in moments where they need to make adjustments. Yes, they they
1: definitely have um, the in game. Quick decision adjustments,
2: I think, have not been there for no. most of, of this. Season. Like, like if you're if you're sitting at home and you're watching Pat Bev get killed every single possession trying to guard Brandon Ingram, like you would think that someone would say, "Okay, this is not working. We need to try something else." But you know, uh, all that talk but in the offseason. Said that, I'm sorry, we would have said that before the game. I I don't disagree with you. I'm I'm just like, saying, like you're, you're, but you're actually seeing it play out. Right. But but I'm saying that like
1: that's not like okay you're sitting down your your coaches are all sitting around and you're talking about the game and what your strategy is going to be right mm-hmm. that's a problem that would get brought up it should right that's it, that where you should. can say hey this could be an issue for us what do we do if Pat is not able to deal with if Brandon Ingram is shooting over the top of Pat what's our counter to that like that's that should be a discussion that should be something you thought through it's not like hey, balance units is suddenly nine for nine from three in this game or something like that. How do we switch things up to deal with this, right? that Like that's an unexpected difficulty that you'd have to adapt to on the fly. Patrick Beverly at 6'1", not being able to bother Brandon Ingram, who's what, 6'8", 6'9", with pterodactyl wings for arms, that's a problem that you can anticipate. There mm-hmm. should have been a ready-made counter for that and it shouldn't have been uh troy you try oh troy's not working okay pat you let's try you again there need like there's got to be that you you've got to have a little bit more foresight than
2: that i yeah see like look again i i <sighs> I don't really know what to say at this point. Like, it, it's it's the same kind of story and script every single time. And I, and I do want to say that I also don't think it's a coincidence that uh, the Lakers find themselves scrambling to come back in almost every game. And, like, all their wins have been, like, you know, the thrilling quote-unquote fashion just because they always have to come back from, like, a 10-point deficit or plus. Like, I, <sighs> this team is, like, almost a definition of inconsistency. The one thing that they've been consistent at this year has been, and
1: this has been their MO, has been struggling to close games. It's it, look, and that, and that can be not making the right in-game adjustments can lead you to that that point.
2: Like, look, I I know people want to kill Russ, and it's fine sometimes, but like. At that point, it's like, I think Darwin made the right choice keeping him out of the game. It's just, then you got to follow up with like the other stuff that you need to do as a head coach, right? Like you need to have the right players in, your, your substitution patterns need to be on point, your strategies need to be on point. I I just thought that was a winnable game for the Lakers that they absolutely needed. And yeah, now now it makes the trend day line even like more crucial for them. By the way, I do want to finish with this. I got uh, one
1: question from, uh, from Pietro it was asking uh, about, getting Kyrie and and Joe Harris, but it really applies to any additions, whether or not getting players that are under contract for next year and beyond would uh, be a problem for keeping Rui Hachimura or Austin Reeves. Um, No, they'll have their bird rights for those guys. You have early bird rights on Austin. Plus you'll have the arenas rule that would help you out Mm -hmm. there. Rui Hachimura, you have full bird rights. So as long as the Lakers are willing to pay and willing to go into the tax and and all that kind of stuff, there's nothing you, you can get. You can get players that you can pick up Zach Levine and have his contract go for four more years and eat up all yep. your cap space, and you can still keep Austin and, and Murray Hatchimov.
2: Yeah, see, exactly. Uh, that's a good point. Let's finish on a positive note. This is why I've been saying go get players that you can re-sign in free agency. Like, look, the Lakers go into free agency right now with cap space. Who are you going to realistically sign that'll be, like, needle movers? It would be... Kyrie? Uh- I- I technically, yeah, if you want to take a big <laughs> cut, sure. No, but look, like if, if you're not gonna re-sign Russ, like what is the point? Like use his contract and get players back that you normally couldn't get. It makes too much sense. Sorry, well, maybe it made too much sense. You, yep, caught you, myself. Do you re-sign Russ? Uh, <sighs> <laughs> well, 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 can we can we talk about that super quick? Yeah. What what is the benefit of re-signing Russ, Trevor?
1: Having a contract to put into a trade
2: yep (laughs) can you imagine the guy around because you know you're gonna offload him again
1: yeah i mean Uh, i mean seriously like if you like what like the orlando magic gave mo Bamba and and gary harris um like non-guaranteed second year deals to mm -hmm. clearly use them here at the trade deadline to essentially be expiring contracts but they're not really expiring so that they can't uh, prevent a trade you know if you, if they'd signed them to one-year deals they'd be able to block a trade as a, a de facto no trade clause same thing if they had had a player option for the second year yeah. um and so the and that team if it's a team option it's a problem too so they made it non-guaranteed so that they could be essentially expiring contracts but wouldn't have the ability to block any trade like if you were to, i don't think russ would do it but if you were to give them a 10 million dollar contract for next year that has a second year at 10 million dollars fully non-guaranteed isn't that the size of contract that you need to put into a deal?
2: God. I mean, theoretically, it'd be easier to move. <laughs> <laughs> I stop. I know. <laughs> I, I no. I'm not, okay, I'm, I don't think ob- it happens. I don't think I'm just. Objectively speaking, if you're going to not trade him, that is the most realistic and. Honestly, smart thing to do, and some people are going to take that and clip it and go, this guy's stupid.
1: But really, like the alternative is like think about think about this in terms of asset management.
2: Imagine trading Kuz, like, KCP, and those picks for nothing. For nothing. If Russell
1: yep. Westbrook walks away this summer and you traded oh. you traded all you traded all that stuff, Caruso, essentially Caruso, right? Because that I think that was a factor in that deal. Mm-hmm. Montrez Herald, you traded Kuzma, KCP,
2: first round pick. And you had nothing to show for it. We were supposed to end the show on a high note, but instead we just decided to do the doomsday (laughs) scenario. Great. Oh, no. Lakers nation. Hopefully things get
1: better here. And we we need that out of the blue. Holy crap. Pau Gasol is a Laker trade.
2: I I don't.
1: But you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I feel like we're overdue for that kind of a moment. Yeah, but maybe not this season. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Appreciate it. Make sure you are subscribing to the Lakers Nation podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash Lakers Nation. Turn on notifications. We'll keep you as up to date as we can. Everything going on on the trade front. Thursday's trade deadline, 3 o'clock Eastern time keep you up to date keith smith and i are going to go live over on the nba for an office show youtube channel uh probably an hour or so maybe a little bit more before the trade deadline so uh go check out that as well because that's going to be a busy day all right everybody till next time see you and stay safe